of Internet Wonderland. I hope my voice finds you well. Welcome back to my home. This is Cheshire's Place. As always, I am your host, the melodious one, Mr. Cheshire. You can always find me in my small little corner of Internet Wonderland by clicking a like on the Facebook group page, Cheshire's Place, a looking glass and logical madness. You can listen to this episode and all other content on anchor.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Samsung Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and many other platforms. And if you ever feel like dropping a line saying hi or giving any thoughts or suggestions for upcoming episodes, feel free to email me at CheshireLookingGlass at gmail.com, or you can follow me on Twitter at Place Cheshire. Or if you want to see some behind-the-scene antics and shenanigans, feel free to follow us on TikTok, And the tag for that is Cheshire Place. And here pretty soon, once I get everything else done, we will have an Instagram page. And that tag also is Cheshire Place. So, Sunday evening. Here in Minot, North Dakota, it's getting a little cold. We had a little bit of the powdery white stuff. 
but not too much to deter our spirits. It's going to be a good Sunday evening, and we do have a special guest with us that we're going to be interviewing, but more on that here in a little bit. Now, I have to say that for interviews, it's always fun to do them with my Looking Glass crew. So, proper introductions. The first one that I'm going to introduce is here on behalf of the man, the myth, the legend monkey, who is not with us. And she is a regular here on Cheshire's Place, whether on the mic or behind the chair, depending on how it is. She is the first lady of Internet Wonderland. I would like to introduce Miss Sally Stitch. How's it going, Sally? Good. Just your just first first lady now, not better half anymore. Oh, no, all that goes with Saturday introductions. Sunday introductions are a little bit shorter. Oh, okay. A little dialed back. Yeah. So the second introduction that I do have to do, you already heard his wonderful voice. He is our Velvety Vanilla of Internet Wonderland. I'd like to introduce J.J. Walkies Esquire. How's it going, J.J.? It's going. Then, of course, the sexual chocolate of Internet Wonderland, D. Twizzle. How's it going, D? I'm doing all right. So, everyone, thank you for joining me on this episode. And this is a special episode that is on the behalf of D. Twizzle. Because this is a friend of his from way back in the day that we get to interview. Yep. But a little bit more on that here in a little bit because you get to do the introductions for him. Yeah, and speaking of which, I have to grab my introduction notebook. Yeah, go ahead. ahead. (laughs) So while you do that, D, we are going to go ahead with our Sunday segment of Stoic Mm -hmm. Affirmations, where J.J. Walkie's Esquire and D. Twizzle share a little bit of Sunday evening inspiration. And they will give us a nice little quote, and we'll discuss it a little bit. So, who has the quote ready? I guess I've got a quote. And technically, this doesn't come from a Stoic per se, but it is somebody who heavily influenced the person who is uh, regarded as the first Stoic, that being Zeno. So, um, this quote comes from Socrates. And I figured that try and stick with something that's on topic. So, we have um, from, again, Socrates... Good speech, good harmony, good grace, and good rhythm accompany good disposition. I like it. That one is actually very beautiful. That really does fit for today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, I have to say, you know, just thinking about it, I mean, just everything that was said in that quote can relate to so many different things. So, definitely, thank you for that one. Mm-hmm. So, D. Yep. So, tell us a little bit about the person that you're going to be introducing here in a moment. All right. Yeah, so, him and I, we go way back. Uh, we went to high school together back in Dearborn, Michigan. Um, you know, and, it, and it's kind of just cool because, you know, we've both taken different, you know, paths and stuff. And it's amazing just to, you know, follow up on people, you know, as they progress through like adulthood and you see them, you know, making their own ways, following their dreams and actually, you know, achieving those dreams and seeing what they're doing to, you know, make them, you know, stay on top. But also at the same time, still trying to challenge you, you know, challenging themselves and finding different avenues, especially when it comes 
to, you know, something like in the entertainment uh, industry, because it can be very, very doggy dog. And um, so it's always good when you see, you know, somebody from your you know own city out there making it, you know, in, in a, a place as, you know, luxurious as Las Vegas, you know, so. Um, so I got, you know, a lot of ad- admiration and respect for this guy we're about to bring on. <clears throat> perfect. Perfect. So Sally, JJ, are y'all ready for this interview? Yeah, I think, I think so. so. Yeah. So <laughs> this one's going to be a fun one because it is someone that is definitely on the rise in Vegas. He's in a very, I want to say a very cutthroat industry especially for the scene that he's going to be talking about. So whenever you're ready, bud. All right. I guess I can press the button. Boop. It's ringing. Suspenseful. Yeah. All of the suspense. Serena Bell. Hey, what's going on? DJ Marks. It's, Dorian, a.k.a. D-Twizzle, you're here on Cheshire's Place. How you doing? Are we live? Yep, we are live. What's up? What's up? What up, though? Hey, how's everyone? Hey, we're doing good. We're doing good, man. So happy to have you on the show. Thank right. you for having me. It's not a problem at all, man. Uh, my name is Mr. Cheshire. I'm the host of the show. So D Twizzle is going to do a proper introduction for you, and we're going to get right into the interview. So D, are you ready? I'm ready. All right, citizens of the Wonderland. Our guest hails from the mean streets of Detroit, but calls Sin City, Las Vegas, his home. He has residency over there, and you can hear him spending the ones and twos over at the luxurious Dre's nightclub out in Vegas. Also dropping some beats at the hot at hot 97.5 in vegas he got the skills to pay the bills he is the waviest dj on the planet give it the hell up for dj marks hey that was a a hell of an intro heck yeah man (laughs) i'm just wondering how much did you have to rehearse that oh i i was basically riding in my truck before i came over here man i was just like all right let me look on this instagram page i gotta write this down should I mention? No, I'm gonna put this in here. Okay, cool, cool. Let me. All right, let me spread it, add it to the sound. Like, I gotta make this sound good, man. You know. So. I'm, I'm glad I changed my bio recently. He's <laughs> like, man, I do all that stuff. Yeah, I do all that stuff. So, so I do have to ask, man. Um, first and foremost, once again, welcome to the show. How did you get into DJing overall? Well, I mean, it started a long time ago when I was about 12, I'd say. I seen my stepdad doing it. And, you know, being a kid, I thought that was the coolest thing ever I'd ever seen. And I pretty much asked him to teach me. And it just grew from there. All right. All right. Nice, nice. All right. D, you have any questions? I So... I got to ask, man, like, you know, being from where we're coming up from, coming up from, like, uh, who inf- who was really, like, a big influence for you? I mean, not it's probably easy to say, like, Jay Dilla, but, like, D 
Do you got like other big influences who you, you know, try to inspire to be? You say as far as DJing wise? Yeah. You want to know what? It might, it might be funny to y'all, but DJ Khaled is definitely a big influence on me. Okay. Okay. How so? I mean, cause he, he started DJing, uh, then he went on to the radio and then he started producing some of the biggest club records or records in general in the world. And that's definitely a trajectory that I'm looking to follow. Nice, nice, nice. So I do have to ask, um, do you have any old school um, influences in what you do? As far as old school, you ever seen the movie Juice? Of course. Yeah. Juice definitely inspired me. When uh, Omar Epps was DJing. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah. I mean, Juice is yeah. a, I mean, Juice is a hood classic. I mean, you can't yeah, go wrong with that. Yeah, definitely a hood classic. Yeah. <laughs> Probably have to do an episode well, I mean, on that. On what, Juice? No, just like on hood classics in general. <laughs> oh, man. There's so many. But Juice is definitely, uh, that was definitely a big influence on me thinking that it was cool. But I mean, like I said before, my stepdad and my uncle are really the ones that really planted that seed in me early. Pause. That really got me into wanting to become a DJ. Awesome, awesome. So, uh, what's something like that? So, when it comes to, like, music, for me, you know, it's a big passionate thing for me. Like, um, I was thinking on the drive over here, you know, if I was to you know, find a hundred dollar bill on the ground or, you know, get a chance to like hear or listen to new music. I think I'd pick the music, you know, just for the simple fact that like, you know, music has this ability to be able to stay with you, you know, a lot longer than any type of money that you can spend. So in your mind, when it comes to music, you know, is this, this is like a craft that's like your bread and butter, right? Like you kind of treat music kind of like a muse, right? (laughs) say like a muse yeah like it's it's like your key inspiration you know or do you find like how do you when it comes to like making your um different mixes and things like what are some things that you um kind of put your mind into like like when you're building like your sets and stuff i really like to go out to different nightclubs or different parties and see what people are actually vibing to because as far as DJing goes, I don't ever really DJ per se to, for myself. It's usually for the people. So, but with my taste, so I'll go out, I'll listen to records that I see people vibing to, and if it's like something that I vibe to as well, I definitely try to incorporate that into my sets. And also, you know, TikTok, Instagram, just going around just seeing what everybody's listening to. So I try to keep up with people that go out and party and see what they're listening to. All right, nice. and that typically helps me mm-hmm. create my vibe. Nice. Nice. 
So I do have to ask, man, because, I mean, you're in Vegas. I mean, you're doing a lot of work. Is there any, is there any, like, particular place you really like to go to just to vibe? You know, just... Oh, they got to speak up. You're a little low on my end. Okay. <laughs> oh, Sorry. Sorry, 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 sorry. <clears throat> Trying to adjust the sound here on my end. So are there any places that you like to go just to vibe, hang out, you know, be able to see what other people like to, any particular nightclubs? The strip club. <laughs> you know nah, what? That is, the, tr- that yeah. is the truest yeah. thing to ever say. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, what did I think of that? No, honestly, because. Uh, we... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, continue what you're saying. So, because this is the thing, because, you know, in my family, I do have some families that, you know, family members that do strip. I'm not going to lie. But if you ever want to catch, like, the newest beat or something that someone can dance to, it's always a strip club. Oh, yeah, the strippers strippers heard it first. (laughs) You know what? I'm about to make that. I'm putting that on my T-shirt. The strippers heard it first. I'm yeah. looking for something. A quote. There you go. There you go. Good, good, good. <laughs> now it, it kind of makes sense, though. I'm like, yeah, because what what better place are you really going to find, you know, to get people like moving and shaking than the people who basically are getting paid to move and shake? So, no, that 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 kind of that really like adds up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, oh, I was going to speak speaking of like the Vegas experience. So like. Um, I know you like work out of like Dre's, but what, what is like the club environment like, like compared to, I mean, cause I mean, we're, we're out here in like, um, you know, Minot, North Dakota. So obviously it's a little bit more, podunk. You know, yeah, more podunk <laughs> than like a place like Vegas, but what is like the, the, the Vegas experience, like, you know, especially working as a DJ. Well, let's see. I'm, I've never been in North Dakota, so. You ain't missing. I'd imagine. I'd imagine you guys just have snowmen everywhere for for about six months out of the year. Yeah. (laughs) But as far as nightclubs go, Vegas is Vegas is different. Is I mean everything's just bigger. It's bigger, louder, crazier. Then probably, I mean, Miami's Miami's probably gonna be a close two to Vegas. But it's, Vegas has changed though. When I first moved out here, it was wild. Like you would see some wild shit in the clubs, girls getting finger banged on the dance floor, titties everywhere, just like a lot of debauchery. But nowadays, it's a bit more tamed. They really cracked down on a lot of stuff, so it's not as crazy as it used to be, but it's still it's still pretty wild. All right, all right. Still have a good time. Everything that used to happen in Vegas used to stay in Vegas, but you know, Instagram took over, and that's no longer the thing. So I think everybody's a big bit more conservative about how crazy they get. Cause <laughs> you don't want to end everybody up. Everybody got a, a camera in their hand. That's when everything kind of <laughs> yeah yeah. You're having a night out. You wake up the next day and you're mean. Nobody wants that. 
<laughs> you know what? That should actually be well, on your other shirt too, man. Heck yeah. But yeah, man. So yeah, nobody wants that. So it's yeah. So it's a bit more tame. I wish it's like it's a, it's a catch twenty two. I say I wish going into a nightclub you could have to check your phone into a box to go inside. But at the same time, as a DJ, sometimes you want those moments captured to replay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. Agreed. So. <clears throat> you want to let, you want to still have that, that experience where everybody just let go of their inhibitions. Right. Again. Right. Yeah. You ain't got to like worry about, you know, you know, this popping up somewhere and like somebody's boss you know, happen to like check it out or something crazy like that. Um, Getting fired for your weekend. Yeah. Foolery. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But speaking of, you know, craziness and stuff, uh, you got like a, a, a story or a crazy story that kind of sticks out in your mind, you know, being at your time out there in Vegas DJing. I wish I did. It's so many. I was trying to think of one, but I could not pinpoint a specific story. Mm, mm. Okay. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to think. It would be a good way to like try uh, and get some thoughts. Yeah. Uh, maybe drop something. Okay. I think I have okay. one. Okay. I have one. So, or maybe just one that stuff that I'm saving for a memoir. <laughs> oh, that works too. Um, do you have any experiences um, with working with someone more famous in the entertainment industry? experience as far as like meeting new people getting a chance to see them up in the club any crazy stories relating to them oh all the time um my first i would like to say i mean i've had plenty of encounters with celebrities but my first one professionally was in 2016 it was probably 2016 or 18, one of the two. But I was DJing for a friend. He had a performance at the pool club at Mandalay Bay. And he was pretty much the op- one of the opening acts for Iggy Azalea and Snoop Dogg, okay. who were performing later that night. And I had produced a record for him, and he hit me up to DJ for his performance. So we go, we do that, and we shut it down. There's probably about 5,000 people there, all all in the swimming pool. Crazy party. Crazy. 5,000? Yeah, about 5,000 people. Jeez. And I, I can kind of guess how many people that is based on my last uh, trip down to Vegas. So <laughs> <laughs> I know the scale. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, continue. Oh, yeah, so... It was about 5,000 people, and he does his performance. Everybody loved what he did, and we get off the stage. And at that point, I could have went home and said, you know what? We did our thing. I'm going home. But I said, you know what? I'm going to kick it. I've never seen Snoop Dogg live. Obviously, I got to stay to watch Snoop, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. And actually, it wasn't even like, Snoop Dogg. I don't even know that he was. He was Snoop Lion. I think he was doing oh, his DJ. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
that phase. Yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't even like the laddie daddy da. It wasn't that. But I'm sitting backstage, and this tall ass w- woman walks by me, and I'm just like, "Damn, this is a, that's a giant ass woman." She had to be like six five, six six. Damn. And I'm like, "All right." wonder what she's doing so she's walk over to the stage and she's talking to the stage manager and i guess she was actually supposed to be a, one of the opening djs okay but i maybe this might have been her first time djing or something but she ain't she didn't bring nothing i'm like hi what is, i'm thinking in my head like how do you not bring a laptop or headphones she brought nothing to this gig Oof. and i'm like all right so she tells the stage manager, oh, yeah, I don't have anything. So now this dude's running around trying to figure it out. And he comes up to me and he's like, yo, can you DJ? And I'm like, uh, I'm, the fear of me is like, say no. It's 5,000 people. You never play for that many people. Yeah. <laughs> but my friend always told me this thing. She was like, you always got to choose love over fear. To get you through things, yeah, and it's like I love the DJ, so I'm gonna choose the love of DJing over fear of being in front of all these people. Mm-hmm. And I say yes, I can do it. So I get on stage, and I pretty much DJ for all these people for like 30 minutes. And the dude, the comedian, what's his name? Um, Red. What is, is it? Red. See, it's not D-Ray Davis. It's the other dude that reminds me of D-Ray Davis. Okay. Hmm. But anyway, he's doing the hosting. And Flavor Flav comes out. And oh. we're all throwing swag surfing and get everybody swag surfing. Yeah. <laughs> and so that was... And then I get done. I walk off. Snoop Dogg comes up and says, that was a good job, nephew. Shakes my hand. And he goes and gets on stage and does this thing. Wow. Jeez, that is that's amazing. Yeah. Five thousand people and you just up there like, all right, man, it's just you know, I gotta go out there, it's time, you know, it's time to jam, time to rise and you know, step up to the moment, you know. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And the thing is the equipment wasn't even working correctly, so it was like I had to play the way I had to play the songs was all crazy, but everything worked out and everybody had a good time, so Good, good. Yeah. That's that's. I mean, that's, that was my first working with the celebrity event. Nice, and it seems like you know, you know, based off a lot of stuff off the Instagram. Would you say that you know, there's like a big community, uh, community of like DJs? I don't, I don't know where you call it, like a guild or a brotherhood or a, a legion community. But, yeah, community. Yeah, that's the word. Um, do you guys tend to like link up a lot or do you guys just kind of, is it more just like privateering when it comes to being a DJ? Do you get to interact with a lot of other local ones? You know what? I mean, it's me. I'm really just becoming like a DJ in Vegas. Like obviously I've been doing it a long time, but like, I think I'm probably crossing that threshold where I'm looked at as a DJ Mm-hmm. So now, yeah, there's more DJs that show up and support, and you know, just pop out to events that I'm doing, or likewise, I'm showing up to theirs. They're actually aware of who I am. 
And I would say, yeah, there's definitely a community of DJs, a lot of support. Everybody wants to see everybody win. I mean, obviously at the same time as the competition, but at the, in the same breath, I believe everybody is friendly and wants to see everybody doing well. Mm-hmm. No, that's, that's good. Cause I mean, I imagine a place, you know, like Vegas, you know, you only got like so many venues and opportunities. Um, could you like kind of discuss like um, how do how do you you know how do you go about like networking yourself and promoting yourself um, and securing some of those venues? Yeah, I mean, market, marketing network is something I'm still um, working on, mm-hmm. but in Vegas it's a little different than most cities because in most cities it's like DJs go out themselves and get themselves gigs and talk to them like the club managers and everything. But here, a lot of the thing, at least as far as the strip goes, a lot of things done through agencies, like booking agencies. Okay. So I got with a booking agency about six years, about five or six years ago. And they pretty much do a handle a lot of that. But at the same time, I go out and show my face and meet other DJs and network that way. Cause you know, you get in cool with a DJ and somehow they have another gig somewhere else, but they need another gig still. And you're cool with them. They'll call you up. Nice, nice. Get you plugged in to where they're, they need you at. But for the most part, a lot of the stuff is done through agencies. Like, it's real corporate now. Oh, okay. Did you need to uh, reach out to the, the agency yourself, or did you have to talk to, like, one of those club managers first and have them tell you, Oh no, everybody, they go through the agencies now. Well, it was a blessing because one of the, when I first moved to Vegas, before I started DJing, I was a nightclub promoter. Mm -hmm. And along with that, I obviously met people. And one of the men that I met, this guy named D ended up starting a DJ agency years, a couple years after I've, I pretty much have known him. And through a couple of different people vouching for me, he ended up adding him to his crew. So it was. So it worked out. Yeah. <laughs> that was definitely a blessing. That's good. Um, and, Something I wanted to kind of always talk about is, so, you know, you and I, like, growing up and stuff, you know, we've grew up in an era in the early, early 2000s and stuff, and we're seeing how, like, what, I think, like, rap's almost, like, 50 years old uh, this year alone, Um, from, like, our generation growing up in high school and stuff, with the music we listened to, you know, like, the cash, Cash Money Millionaires and people of that style, like, what do you, what do you think about the, the you know, the rap game today compared to, you know, when we were, you know, going to high school and stuff, you think it's gotten better or more innovative or worse? I love it. I love a lot of the new music. And the thing about a lot of the new music, they're also sampling a lot of that music from our era. Yeah. Yeah. So now we're that makes us the old guys now, huh? <laughs> yeah. 
Man, I now, already feel ancient as is. I'm older than everyone else in here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you know, I came from like <laughs> Run DMC and and you know like MC Hammer and well, I I don't well MC Hammer's MC Hammer, but I was thinking more like Father MC, Big Daddy Kane, African Bambada, Heavy D. Oh, see, that, that's that's way 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 back. See, I feel old already. Mm-hmm. So I do but have. That's- Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was saying that's the funny part about it because me personally, that's what I still consider old school. And when somebody else comes up to me and says, T-Pain, I'm sprung is old school. I'm like, wait, hold up, huh? huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that happens. So, okay, so real quick game here. I want to know three artists that you would love to work with from any generation of hip-hop. Any generation, I mean, I think that that's pretty easy. <laughs> Jay Z, okay. Kanye, and Lil Baby. All right, nice. all right, good, nice. good choices, good choice. Now, whenever it comes to Kanye, are you talking about old school Kanye or Kanye now Unhinged. after after the Kardashian situation? Whatever Kanye, whichever Kanye wants to show up, I'm happy with. <laughs> Can't go wrong with that answer, man. Yeah, yeah, definitely can't. I mean, I mean, I know for us that you know when first when college dropout came out, you know that was back when you know you you still had to like watch 106 and Park, you know, to find yeah. out what's like the latest and greatest. Um, which kind of leads into my next question, like like with social media, like in your in your viewpoint, you know, has that really just changed the whole game or? you know, compared to, like, how we used to listen to music now? That also is a catch-22, because it's great that we get so much music. Hold on, hold on. Hey, buddy. Just seeing a friend. Oh, yeah. Say what up to the people. This is my homie, DJ Leverage, the big DJ and drummer out here in Vegas. What's up, people? Hey, Hey, what's going on? How's it going? But yeah, it's a catch twenty two because it's like we get so much tomorrow night. No plan at the moment. Okay. Let me know if it's official. Alright. It's you get so much music now. And it's so easily acceptable. I mean, accessible. With that being said, with getting so much music and it being so accessible, the longevity of a record just does not hold anymore. Mm-hmm. Which a record would have to be has to be crazy, amazing, to last three months nowadays. Mm-hmm. When back in the day, you make a hit record, you could ride that whole record for like a year. Right. Mm, yeah. So, or guess, more. In your experience, um, you know, what would you say is essentially the 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 most important aspect of a of a song to to really hit it? Um, you know, is it the is it the lyrics? Is it the rhythm? Is it is it the melody? Is it is it the beat? What's the one thing that, like any song, in order to be successful, it needs to have a good, 
you know, one of those characteristics. Nowadays, I have to choose one. All those are the keys, but if I have to choose one, I'm going to say the lyrics. Hmm. Okay. Okay. For a song to catch on to people's attention span nowadays, the lyrics. That'll grab people. I can see that. I mean, because it's like nowadays, like, I'm very, like, selective when it comes to you know, rap and stuff like that nowadays. Cause I feel like people are mainly coming out with more singles than they are actually like albums. I mean, I think mixtapes are still something I still kind of like, you know, goes out and about, but I feel like most people can basically, you know, they come up with like maybe one single, you know, like you said, wait about three months or so and just come up with like another single. They don't even have to really, even really have to produce an album or if they do it it's probably just like an ep just got like five tracks and then you know they just make it work like that you know mm-hmm. kind of i i always i think i kind of always call it like the drake method <laughs> basically it's just that's like kind of like how you get a lot of people kind of run around and do stuff today um but well and i think what do you what do you consider the drake method so kind of like like when drake was first coming out it was just like there was always a lot of like you know, many like mixtapes and people would be like, oh, listen to this track, listen to this track. And I felt like for him, you know, in his mind, he's like, he didn't really have to go through any like crazy independent label. You know, he would make these little like single hits and people would, you know, um, those would be like the new greatest thing that he would do. But then, you know, years later, he kind of came out with like his official, official album, you know, like people, you know, like most people basically put up those mixtapes and then like their album is like something like totally different. Yeah, but Drake is a rare case because his co-sign was Lil Wayne. Yeah, yeah cash money. Yeah, And yeah. Lil Wayne was the biggest thing on the planet at that time. And if you get co-signed by, that, by Lil Wayne, everybody's going to listen to you. Mm-hmm. All right. No, 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 you're right, you're right. You know, I... It's just, I just feel like nowadays, I think like, you know, with that and then you got like YouTube, I feel like you get a lot of, um, you get a lot of people coming off of YouTube nowadays or with like TikTok trying to come up with those little earworms and stuff. Um, in your, in your opinion, um, as far as like, do you, do you have like a collection of rappers that you kind of like listen to now or are you still kind of just going back to like the early 2000s or do you tend to mix it up a lot? Uh, I listen. I listen. Try, I try to keep up with all the new people. Mm. Mm. Obviously, I'll go back and listen to stuff from time to time. But finesse two times, little baby, uh, boogie, YNJ, PZ, or two dog. You know, it's a, it's a lot of artists mm. as far as rap music goes that I listen to. I I definitely try to stay with the time. I mean, in the DJ business, it's good to stay with the time and and pick up on what's up and coming because, you know, there's always going to be opportunity to sample and do, um, do a lot of creative work with that. So I do have to ask, man, is there any two artists that you like to sample and mix for your own stuff?
That in particular. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If I wish I could, I could sample Michael Jackson. Yeah. Is is there always like royalties involved with that? Because I always wondered. Yeah, like, the, the royalties would be it's crazy for Mike. Mm-hmm. Dang on the state. Yeah, I always wanted to know that. Like, how do people, you know, because you basically have to, yeah, you have to like go and like contact the state and like mm-hmm. ask permission and do all that stuff, or is there because yeah, it's a performance? Nah, yeah, yeah, and they gotta they gotta like you or just say they like the record or something that they want are okay with it, and then somebody that even has that might have the rights to say yes or no may not even like even listen to music and they might just say no just because I mean it's the same thing with um, Prince honestly with his estate too and mm-hmm. his music yeah that makes sense um, oh here's something I wanted to ask you so I know like when it comes to like the, the uh, clubs and stuff like that you got like different you know you know, vibes and things like that. I was uh, reading an article recently and uh, over there in the UK, they were talking about like making these like uh, 25, 25 and up clubs or like 30 and up clubs, you know, cause I guess the thing is, is that if you, you know, you're like over 30 and you're going to the clubs nowadays, it's like, you get all these like, you know, young folks running around rapid and they're like, you know, they don't know how to handle themselves. Yeah, no, and trying to ruin the experience. You think something like like a, a twenty five and up or like a thirty and up nightclub would actually work in a place like Vegas? Let's see. The thing about that is that the men, the majority of men that can afford the bottle service here, mm-hmm. are probably upwards. Of, late thirties, forties, fifties. And they're probably looking for 21 year olds. So <laughs> 25 might be past what they're looking for that they spend that money on. So I'm going to say no. Yeah. Yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio, I suppose he's, he's got a bit of influence. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, he wouldn't have a good time in Vegas anymore. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, what are all these old women doing in here? Right, uh, y'all trying to be you know career women. I need someone who's just fresh out of college. <laughs> Watch it, D. I mean, you may be able to find yourself a sugar mama in Vegas if you play cards right, man. I don't know. Is there a lot of cougars in Vegas? <laughs> I haven't experienced any. Hmm. See, see, I feel like I could get a get away. <laughs> now you gotta go. I'd imagine there. I'd imagine there would be. Yeah. You got to go hit up the MGM Grand, Grand or Circus Circus, hit those slot machines. You'll find all the cougars there. Oh, yeah. I'm definitely not going to Circus Circus, but MGM, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I was going to ask this because I've only, what, I've only, I've seen on the strip maybe like once, and I think it was at the Aladdin, which I know they've closed down now. Well, Circus Circus. Oh, wow. Definitely. That was a long time ago, buddy. Yeah, isn't I know. That, I'm old. Isn't Circus Circus like closer out to Fremont Street? Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. You don't want to go there. No. no. But that side of the strip is being developed and it's actually my favorite side of the strip. I just will not go inside Circus Circus anymore. It, <laughs> it, is, it is dirty and it smells. And, but the funny thing about it is that everyone says they have one of the best steakhouses. So it actually might be tempting to go. 
Mm. Actually, my aunt is a VIP over at Circus Circus whenever she goes, and she always swears about their food. So, so you know, you may need to go there for the food, but for anything else, you you know may need to wear a hazmat suit or something. You might have to, because that was a casino that that cop got shot in front of too. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. I forgot all about that. Jeez. Yeah, Circus Circus, it's all, it's all bad. Dang. Dude, I was. It's just. Oh, go ahead. It's probably the only casino that literally has the same stuff from the nineties. Ooh, they haven't updated anything in there. The last time I went in, I'm I'm gonna say no. It could have changed, but that's definitely one casino I do I have not been in in quite some time. Mm. Okay. So I do have to ask, man, what is your favorite casino to hit up whenever you have a little bit of free time? What's the occasion? You know what? We'll just say, you know, just birthday, birthday, celebration, bachelor party, bachelor party. All right. If I had to pick a casino, I'm going to say the wind. Ooh, all right. Nice. I'm I'm bougie though. Okay. <laughs> if we doing the bachelor party, I feel like everybody else has to be bougie, so we're gonna, we're gonna go to the win. Okay. Hmm. All right. Well, now I gotta ask. Like, so so in your honest opinion, what's like the best strip club in Vegas? Why taking notes? Well, <laughs> honestly, I don't. I never went to one, and I don't. No, I never went to one in Vegas. I mean, I've been there twice. It just. I just never like. There's so many options. I'm like, I need, I need some experts to, or an expert to kind of tell me like which ones to avoid, you know, so I don't get. Like, Crazy Horse Three has my favorite vibe, mm-hmm. but Spearman Rhino has the the baddest chicks. All right, writing that down. Letting my crack research team, you know, start, start, you know, booking tickets. <laughs> Also, you need a pen? I, I grab you a pen real quick. It's no problem. <laughs> no, He'll just cr- have to go back and listen to the, just, the episode. Yeah, just, or just hit me up. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, you know, you yeah, don't go to crazy that Crazy Horse 3. Yeah. Crazy Horse? Nah, it's definitely some ones you don't want to go to. Mm. Oof. Okay. Yes. All right. So, but there's a few that you really do. So, which one would you say to absolutely avoid? Whenever you're going for the Vegas experience in strip clubs. Mm, you know what? I'm not going to incriminate myself. <laughs> Smart man. <laughs> All right. So it's, it's, it's well, the one that's at Circus Circus well, if they have one. <laughs> yeah, that, that one. That'd be the one. Oh, man. Yeah, no, it's. Smart move, smart move. Yeah, don't don't want to blacklist mm-hmm. yourself from anywhere. Yeah, yeah definitely not. Don't want to do that. So, man, <laughs> I do have to ask. I mean, do you ever get a chance to go back home and see your people once in a while, knowing that your schedule's kind of hectic being there in Vegas? I have not been home since 2016. Dang. Ain't been back, ain't back, but to the yo the stomping roots, man. Well, I can't complain. It it's been, it I think it's been about two to three years for myself as well. You know, I, but you still stay plugged in though, right? I mean, like in the sports scene at least. I'm 
tapped in, yeah, you know, I'm tapped in and everything in Detroit. Mm-hmm. But fortunately, my family members, I uh, gave them a place to come to. Okay. Yeah. That's a little more exciting. Yeah, it's not, you compare Motor City Casino to the wind, it's probably no comparison or Greek town. We just, we just gonna compare to Sunshine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's obviously I miss Detroit. I really do. I'm, I'm homesick actually quite often. But there's a goal and things that I need to do before I feel as though I earned to be able to go back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, I always tell people, man, it's. It's its own it's its own place, you know. Anytime I go around, you know, I always kind of like representing stuff like that. I mean, definitely, it's a good conversation starter because, you know, you you talk to people who ain't from the area, and you say that you're like from Detroit and stuff. Everybody has their own little, uh, you know, stereotypes or stigmatisms and things like that. Because I guess they don't really run into a lot of people from Detroit. You know, I always get the question like the first thing comes out their mouth it's like eminem or eight mile and and it's kind of yeah yeah, it's kind of weird now because like you know my dad he lives over there on um uh eight mile in livernois now so i guess now i can tell people i'm from eight mile now and watch their expressions Uh, on their face like oh shit you're like yeah i used to babysit eminem's kids and stuff (laughs) because you know everybody from detroit knows eminem you know you know they always always ask questions like that (laughs) We've all had his mom's spaghetti. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow, man. Okay. At least with Detroit, you get asked about Eminem. We get asked, do you still have ride around in covered wagons and have electricity? Yeah. Yes. Look, I got asked if I was related to Slim Thug and Lil Flip at one time. So, oh. So, I, you know, I just leave that alone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But anyways, man, is there any way anyone can, like, take a look at your stuff? Do you have a Facebook, an Instagram, TikTok? What do you have on social media if people want to reach out to you? Yeah, you can find me on all of those at DJ Marks Made It. That's DJ M-A-R-X-M-A-D-E-I-T. You can just keep up with everything I got going on. And I'm definitely getting ready to start posting way more content since content is king. And you'll be able to catch me there. Yeah, yeah. Definitely, or if you're ever in Vegas. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I haven't been to Vegas yet in my life, but I'm, I may have to make a trip sometime. I've, I've been down a few Vegas times. is somewhere everybody needs to go at least once. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. true. That's true. Man. Yeah. I have a relative that lives down there, but everyone calls him Sammy Social or Sammy Lee Vegas. So he 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 likes to part. He, well, he used to be a big party guy, but you know I haven't seen him since I graduated in '99. So I may have to make a trip over there. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Just make sure you're ready to spend some money. Yep. Yeah, those darn resort fees ain't no joke man it got my ass the first time i went there um i had no idea what the hell that was <laughs> i'm like what the because f- this man i'm like i thought it was supposed to be this much and they're like no nah, man resort fees i'm like well shit oh yeah they need to do away with that resort fee and paying for parking like 
Mm. That's, that's ruining the city right now. Right, right. I'm thinking about next time I go up there, I'm going to stay, um, I'm going to stay probably like in the Fremont area. They got that one place. It was like the, not the Golden Nugget, but it's, uh, Serga. yeah, it's, it's like right, it's right, uh, where the White Castle, no, I think there's a White Castle over there and it's like another little, like four downs or four bears or something weird like that over there, some hotel. The Four Queens? Yes, that's what it is. Have you heard anything bad about that place, or is that another like cesspool? Uh, I don't think I've ever been in there. Mm. My favorite hotel downtown is a Golden Nugget. Golden Nugget. Okay, that's. But that, that's also another wind property. So. Hey, hey, you got good taste, man. Ain't, ain't knocking that. All right, DJ Marks. Thank you for coming on to the show, man. I know you're busy. You know. Thank you for coming on again. It was definitely a pleasure having you on. And would you be interested in coming on for other episodes later on down the road? Oh, yeah. When I get, definitely get some bigger things happening, I would love to chat back in with you guys. Hopefully, you guys do video? Not yet. We're still working on it. We're we're a small promo, like production here. Okay. Let's see. We'll get there video. eventually. Yeah, that'd be a good one. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. But yeah, man, like Mr. Cheshire was saying, man, I appreciate you, you know, taking time out your schedule, man, just helping coming up on the show and everything, you know, um, one Detroit man to another, man. I really appreciate it, you know, and continue to do, uh, do your, do what you do best, man. Continue representing, you know, our city and everything like that. Show them what, you know, blue collar, hard work looks like man and you know just keep winning out there man i know you're gonna you're already doing great things so you know um you know just keep just keep doing what you're doing man i appreciate that man thank you for thinking i was cool enough to be on you guys' podcast yeah yeah of course (laughs) always man and you're always welcome to be part of our family here and hopefully we'll be hearing from you down the line Good talk with you guys. Yeah, right, have a good one, man. Be safe. All right, peace. Peace. All right. So definitely, that was <laughs> that. That was a fun interview. Oh yeah, that was very fun. Good time. Granted, yeah, we went a little bit off the rails with the questions about what strip clubs to go to in Vegas and what not to go to in Vegas. That'll probably be an episode on season seven. Mm. Hey, you never know. I mean, outside the box thinking for, for logical madness here. Exactly, exactly. But anyways, thank you all for coming on to the show. Once again, thank you to our special guest, DJ Marks. You can find him on social media under DJ Marks Made It. And we will be plugging his material on our pay, on our social media as well. So if you're ever in Vegas, always looking for a good time, good beats, look this man up. He'll be able to hook you up. So thank you all for coming on once again. It's been fun. But I think it's time that we wrap up this episode. Nap time. Okay. Well, I still have to finish up laundry, but, you know. That's true. But on behalf of the First Lady of Internet Wonderland, Miss Sally Stitch. Bye, guys. 
the velvety vanilla of internet wonderland jj walkies esquire happy to be here and the sexual chocolate of internet wonderland d twizzle yo and d thank you again for hooking up this interview oh no problem at all man this has been another episode <clears throat> wow can't even <clears throat> it's dry because it got so much colder thank you <laughs> thank you sally Pardon me, have to wet the whistle a little bit. Not in that sense of doing an Abe Lincoln, but, you know. (laughs) (laughs) I had to throw that in there. Anyone that listened to the episode last night. But this has been another episode of Cheshire's Place, A Looking Glass in a Logical Madness. I have been your host, the melodious one, Mr. Cheshire. And just as my namesake, the Cheshire Cat, I am everywhere, yet nowhere. We'll see you this Saturday and Sunday for all new episodes. Have a good night. Mm-hmm.